foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. I want to ask you a question about discernment today, Janie, because I was going through my library of books this week and came across some questionable content written by Christian authors. And I'm really kind of weak, I guess, when it comes to being able to divide the truth from what is being said in these books. Well, when a book is given to you with the emphasis that it is about the Scripture, it is about growing, then you immediately want to accept by faith that there is value in what's being written. Right. And we need to understand that sometimes, uh, whether it's uh, something that's being written, whether it's something that's being taught uh, at church, whether it's something with a ministry that may be wanting to really help build up, there can be error, and that can sometimes be in innocence. Uh-huh. It can be from lack of maturity. There can be many reasons. So God has given us a protective measure in how to be able to discern without really judging and just saying, oh, there's something wrong here. I'm throwing the book in the trash. Right. Or I'm not going back to that church and listening to the preacher. Right. Or I'm not talking to that person anymore. We have to know how to discern right from wrong, truth from error, without condemnation, but for looking for the solution to eliminate the error. Right. That was Jesus Christ. One of his main purposes in ministry was to bring the genuine truth. So like when the the law was written— then that law was taken to an extreme or added to and taken advantage of. Yes, man put his twist on it. Okay. We had 10 commandments of the Old Testament, but by the time you got to working with the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the New Testament, you had over 600 additional requirements that they required their followers to live, but they weren't living. So they took truth and they really turned it with heiress so that it was very hard for a person really wanting to follow the law correctly. It was impossible for them to keep 600 additional attributes. So a lot of times what we do is we see that people are Christian. So we accept what they say because of their claim of being a a Christ follower. And that's always been a problem. But, you know, in these times that we live in, that becomes critical because it tells us that in the last days, one of the biggest battles that we will fight will be false prophets. 
Well, it seems like Christianity has become a huge umbrella for many different kinds of religions to set under. Well, Sharon, in the last days, it's going to be important that we really do know how to distinguish who we choose to submit our thinking to that helps formulate our thoughts for growth. And there is a practice of really taking many different thoughts from different religions and philosophies and then adding scripture to that. Right. And if you are not a student of the scripture, learning how to discern, then you're going to be subject to being a victim of whatever somebody's thinking wants you to think. Right. And in the scripture, we do have provisions for this. And one of the passages is in 1 Thessalonians 5. Okay. It tells us that we need to exhort people who are really unruly and they're very obstinate in their view of Christianity. And maybe those unruly people are just people who are searching and frustrated and just beating on their own tambourine or drum. But some will really be uh, faint-hearted. They're searching. They want the truth, but they don't know how to discern it. And those we are to comfort And then there's other people who are just weak. They're overwhelmed. They've just lost their balance. And we're told to uphold those people, but we're to be patient with all people. Then it goes down in this passage in 1 Thessalonians 5, and it gives us some edicts that we're to follow as we come down to the discernment verse, which is verse 21. And it says, test all things hold fast to what is good. That's another way of saying learn to discern. Okay. Well, maybe we should talk about what discernment is because some people say, well, I'm not supposed to judge people. And when you discern, sometimes it looks like judgment, doesn't it? It sure does. And that really is one of the favorite, shall I say, cop-outs. Uh that we can use in Scripture, and that what you're referring to is really found in Matthew 7, 1. Uh All right? And so people are very leery to come in and make uh, conclusions or opinions where it looks like they are judging because Mm -hmm. in Matthew 7, 1, it says, Judge not that you be not judged. So now is the Lord telling us that we never check anything? We never bring balance to anything? Absolutely not. Because there are other places in Scripture where he tells us that he has many hard sayings. And that um, in this same chapter in Matthew 7, he speaks about before we go to judging, which really we never do in the same way that God does. He is our judge. But the way we learn to discern, one of the first things we need to do is to look at our own life. And it says here in chapter 7 that you better get the log out of your own eye before you try to get the speck out of your friend or your brother or your sister's eye. Right. So what that is saying is you don't make a determination on a person's heart. Uh, Hebrews 4.12 says that we're not able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. So we can examine our own heart, but only God really knows the heart of another person. All right. So So first comes examining ourselves. That's right. 
And then in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says that only God can judge the heart alone as he sees it. Now we can go to Psalms 44, 21, and it says there that God alone knows the secrets of the heart. Sometimes we don't know how deceitfully wicked our heart can still function when we are choosing to walk under our own understanding and away from the power of the Spirit who is really supposed to be guiding us. Then in Proverbs 16, 2, it says, He alone weighs the motives. And how many times when we come into a conflict with another believer or a family member or a workplace member, do we start questioning their motives? Their motives. And right. we can't know that. It might be that they're ignoring us, but it might be that they've had a trauma in their own family. And when they come to church or to work, they're preoccupied with their own pain, their own confusion, their own perplexity. And then in Romans 2, we go over to the New Testament, and it says that he alone, God, will judge the secrets of man. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we are hiding things deep down that we know is something that's wrong within us, but because we don't know how to discern on how to effectually deal with it, that it becomes like a secret sin. And we may have resentment or unforgiveness towards someone in authority, but we know we're supposed to be submitting to that authority. And we don't know what to do with our anger, our anxiety, our resentment. And so we kind of hide it in our heart. And only God can reveal those secret things. That's why you and I love Psalms 19. Lord, Mm -hmm. show me my hidden thoughts and my presumptuous ways. He alone many times can reveal something that maybe you're just really feeling hurt about. But that hurt really comes from an unforgiveness of the way you've been treated. And only the Lord can show you that secretness. So as he does that, then that frees us up to learn how to discern if we realize that the Lord is in charge of the secrets, the motives, and the actions of the heart. Okay, so when it comes to discerning, and I'll just go back to these books that I am questioning, the first place I need to go is to check myself. Yes, because discernment is always looking for solutions. Okay. And so I must make sure that my heart is in a state of forgiveness not seeking to impose my own agenda or presumptions or opinions. So if they're saying something that I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, can that be right? I have to take that back to the scriptures and back to the Lord to discern whether that's something the Lord's trying to teach me or something that he says in his word that I haven't understood. Yes. So when we're being discerners, and learning to be discerners. It's important for us to always examine ourselves before we move forward with any kind of approach to anyone else. And now you have just opened up beautifully the whole book of James, telling us that to not get caught in the matter of pride, we must have a spirit of humility. Pride will be defeated. Humility will reign. And we will be able to be a vessel of discernment 
for wherever the Lord has called us. The Lord resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.